You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. Brian, you had an interesting piece this week that, that hit on a, a theory I've personally had for a while um, that I don't know there's any real data about. But essentially that CeCe Sabathia said he feels better when he's got a little more weight, that he, he thinks he's going to pitch better, he thinks that will be beneficial not not to get out of hand, but that, that slimming down didn't benefit him. And I, I've read before and I've had this theory that big pitchers should stay big because they're successful there. What what do the Yankees think about this whole question? Well, if if this is something that's going to allow CeCe to be on the mound and be serviceable for them and have his 25 to 30 starts, then they're all for it. I mean, you look back and, and when CeCe was Cy Young Award winner, he was not a slender guy. This is not like he's put on weight overnight. He has always been a big pitcher. He's pitched big before. Uh, they won a World Series with him tipping the scales over 300 pounds in 2009. So he, he felt that by losing the weight, it was as a response to a cousin who died of heart disease. So he obviously had a good reason to do it. But what he found when he came back was his mechanics seemed a little bit off. Uh, and he never was really able to regain the form that he was trying to do. Uh, it may be partially responsible to the fact that, look, he's just an older pitcher. He's got a lot of miles on his tires at this point, and, and the body is, is normally breaking down as he goes into the second phase of his career here. But uh, if there is something to the fact that he can be more on balance and, and feel like the way CC Sabathia is supposed to be, then the Yankees should be all for it. Is is there was this something that kind of came out of nowhere as far as you knew, or were there some issues? Some was there any inkling that maybe something was amiss beyond everything else we've talked about with Sabathia last year? I think that uh, you're looking at a situation here where he has a degenerative knee condition that's not going to go away, and it's something they're going to have to stay on top of. And and in a way, I think that that probably affected the way that he was able to train over the off season. He did say he put on 10 pounds, so I don't think it's like he went home and said, "I'm going to put on the weight." I think really what happened is as a result of the knee surgery and not being able to run for a while and work out the way he wanted to, he put on the weight and. Now, when you're clocking in here at spring training at 3.05, I think you look at the best-case scenario and you say, he's done it before at that weight. There's no reason why he couldn't, in theory, be affected at that weight again. The other probably biggest news in the division seemed like it was going to involve the Yankees and didn't. That was Yohan Moncada signing with the Red Sox, uh, or at least agreeing to a deal with the Red Sox. Uh, It seemed for a while like the Yankees were very heavy on Moncada and seemed like the favorites. What do you think happened there that that didn't ultimately come together? Yeah, I, I, that was surprising to me. I, I, I think we forecasted it somewhere between 75 and 80 percent that Makata was going to go to the Yankees, and they were in on him from the very beginning. Uh, you don't have a guy come to your complex and work out three times if you're not serious about signing him. And at the end of the day, what it, what it came to was the Yankees did make what they felt was a competitive offer for Makata. Uh, they offered him $25 million, which, of course, as we've talked about before, with the penalties would be a $50 million investment on a 
19-year-old prospect who could be the next Robinson Cano or could be something short of that. You, you don't know. Um, but I think what the Yankees showed there was they liked the player. There's no disagreement on the talent. Brian Cashman said that. Uh, they think he will be a future major league player. Uh, it's just uh, they were outbid apparently by the Red Sox and also the Dodgers. So uh, that makes you kind of look at the situation here and say they were willing to go hard on Moncada, but not all in to an extent. And obviously uh, the Red Sox went higher. It's going to be $63 million total investment for them compared to the Yankees who offered 50 and reportedly were willing to go a little bit higher there, but they were not going to top the Red Sox offer. Were they were the Yankees surprised at where that ended up going? Because again, you know, we, it just seemed like they were they were the club to beat, and it it, it seemed like um, the Yankees don't often get outbid. Were they surprised where that market went, um, or, or did they sort of know all along that there there was a point where uh, they might be out of it? I, I think there was internal debate within the Yankees. They, I mean, you're right in that the Yankees do not get outbid for players that they absolutely must have. Uh, I can point to the Masahiro Tanaka as a perfect example of a guy, 25 years old. They said, this guy is a stud. They have to have him, and they got him, and they blew everybody else out of the water to get him. Uh, I think with Mankata, there was a little question. Uh, there were some questions about, look, it's 19. You haven't seen a whole lot of track record. Uh, Cuban players are a mystery a little bit. So I think there was some hesitancy there. Uh, they were willing to go to a certain point, but – I think that when it came to the push or shove and, and knowing what Boston put out there, uh, they just weren't willing to go that hard. Elsewhere in camp, uh, we're already starting to look at the closer, already starting to, to ask that question. Um, and, and you had a piece recently that perhaps co-closers is something that might be in the mix. I know we've discussed this a lot, and I know nobody's actually thrown a pitch in a game yet, but has that situation evolved any over the last couple of weeks since since the pitchers came to camp? Uh, really, no. Not. There hasn't been too much movement. I mean, there's only so much you can tell from a couple of uh, sessions on bullpen mounds. But what I can tell you is that the Tansas and Miller both look very good. They look strong. Uh, they're popping the glove nicely. Uh, it's very early in camp. You really need to get into game form here. But I, I think um, this is going to be the kind of thing that goes down to until there's a week or so left in camp. Um, as we've said before, Joe Girardi said there's no hurry to announce a closer. Uh, he likes the idea that maybe you could do co-closers and, and do it depending on matchups. If, say, there's two lefties or three lefties coming up in the ninth, maybe you change your bullpen a little bit around. But what the Yankees see with Tansis and Miller is they have two guys who can do it. They, they have no doubt about that translating to the ninth inning, even though they haven't really done it yet to this point. Um, they, and the fact that they can both get lefties and righties out is, is a plus in the Yankees' eyes. So um, I, I feel like I've said it a hundred times, but either way, I mean, flip a coin. Um, I, I think they would be fine picking one way or the other. I, I still think that Patances will probably be the closer and Miller would be the setup man, but uh, that's always subject to change. And even if they break camp a certain way, it doesn't mean that the season's going to end that way. I don't mean to have gotten your hopes up. We got seven minutes into this without mentioning A-Rod. But um, we're going to mention A-Rod. Um, he, he arrived in camp, uh, and somewhat predictably, there was some whispered report today that somehow the organization wasn't pleased with his early arrival. Um, it seems to me we're in this situation where no matter what he does, there's going to be some sort of whisper. Uh, and this may be a dumb or obvious question, but is, is, is this just 
when this stuff comes out, is this people just looking for any story they can because A-Rod gets clicks and sells papers, or is there really some sort of fundamental fractured relationship between the player and the club? Well, he does get clicks and he does sell newspapers, I can tell you that. But And I think that there's no doubt that uh, I, I think people remember what happened over the last year plus, and, and they're I mean, that's just not going to go away. You can't delete it overnight. But, uh, you know, I'll go back to that statement that the Yankees put out with Alex, the joint statement from a few weeks ago when they met at Yankee Stadium. And, uh, you know, they, they agreed about what had happened. Alex apologized for it. He later put out that handwritten letter. Um, but at this point, there is nothing else to do but get him on the field and, and go on to playing baseball. So that's what he's doing. He's down here in Tampa. He hit again today. Uh, he's been out there at the complex. He's been signing autographs. He's been talking a little bit. He's been saying the right things, kind of sticking to the script about uh, having made mistakes and, and having paid his price and looking forward to getting back in uniform. And what he keeps saying is, I, I'm here to make this team. Um, he's not taking anything for granted, and he shouldn't, because Joe Girardi's made it very clear that whatever playing time goes to him, be it as a DH, third base, first base, he's going to have to earn it. So, uh, the Yankees have protected themselves in the case that A-Rod shows up and cannot do it anymore. Uh, and, look, there's a chance of that. He's, he's 39 going on 40 on a couple of bad hits, and has, he's played 44 games in the last two years. But, uh, you know, if you look back at what he did in the second half of 2013, uh, that performance, that OPS there, that would have been one of the best, if not the best performance on the Yankees last year. So, clearly, if he can hit and he can come in and contribute – uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem in the clubhouse. I think that there's going to be a lot of noise. The circus is going to be in town. People are going to be talking about it. But, you know, between the white lines is where A-Rod is the most comfortable. And I think that that's where he really wants to be. And if he can help the Yankees win games, look, they're paying him anyway. You might as well have him in the lineup. I know full well that everybody looks good on February 23rd, 24th, but is there anything you can glean at all, not about his baseball shape, because there's no way we're going to know that, but about his sort of physical shape, movement, health, any of that stuff, is there anything you can glean from what you've seen from whatever it may be a few hours from out on the field so far? To me, with the naked eye, he looks a lot like the guy who was here at the end of 2013. Uh, he doesn't look a whole lot different than that. You know, some people have said he looks a little pudgier in the face area. I I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I, he looks like the same Alex to me. He looks like he's in shape. Uh, he was running in the outfield. He was moving about as well as he did a year and a half ago. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure that time is taking its toll, and, and, and he's probably not going to go back to MVP level, A-Rod. I think we can all agree on that. But if he can come back and be what he was at the end of 2013 or even close to that, uh, he can help the Yankees win games. I mean, this is a team that struggled to score runs last year, that finished second but won 84 games in the division. Uh, they were hurting for offense all summer long. So even if he's on the bench and he's a threat in the late innings, he's a guy that Joe Girardi could go to, another another option there on the lineup card. He could definitely uh, contribute to the team. And that's something that Carlos Beltran said. You know, Beltran has never played with A-Rod, but he said if he shows up and he's in shape knowing what he does, he'll make a difference here. All right, well, Brian Oak, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop.